Psalm 130. Out of the depths I cry to you, O Lord. O Lord, hear my voice. Let your ears be attentive to the voice of my pleas for mercy. If you, O Lord, should mark iniquities, O Lord, who could stand? But with, with you there is forgiveness, that you may be feared. I wait for the Lord, my soul waits, and in his word I hope. My soul waits for the Lord, more than watchmen for the morning, more than watchmen for the morning. O Israel, hope is in the Lord, for with the Lord there is steadfast love, and with him is plentiful redemption. And he will redeem Israel from all his iniquities. Bless the reading of his word. Um, let's pray before I uh, speak. Uh, dear Lord, we pray um, that your word would uh, resound in our hearts this morning, um, that your spirit would be at work, that it would be changing us, uh, opening our eyes to both who we are and uh, who you are and what you've done for us, we pray. Amen. Um, so this is kind of an exciting Sunday, right? Because a load of young people in the room who won't maybe be here next week or the week after, um, in a matter of days, uh, lots of you are going to be leaving home. School's finished, you might be, I don't know, getting a job or uh, leaving home to go to university. It's an exciting time, but also uh, a daunting time. You see, as much as you might hate to admit this, up until this point, um, your parents have done a lot of problem solving for you. And you might not realise this, but when you leave, you, you, you're going you're gonna to know. Right? And I guess that's the deal, right? Uh, parents, I mean, parents decide to have you, so it's, it's their job to get you ready for the world. And, and this is it, right? The next few weeks. Um, and yeah, I guess, yeah, you wake up in a few weeks and uh, parent problems will no longer be parent problems, they'll be your problems, right? So do I get up in the morning when you're at school? It's, it's kind of a parent problem, really, as much as they, they hate that. But when you leave home, that's your problem, right? Should I skip a 9 a.m. lecture? Do I, do I cook healthy food? How many frozen pizzas is, is it okay to eat in a week? Um, how late should I stay up? Like, how do, how do I get to my lectures? Maybe you're thinking that. I mean, I come from the countryside. I'd, I'd never been on a bus when I came to university. I, it was terrifying. But all of these problems are now going to be yours, Okay. There's, there's, there's no one nagging you to, to do anything. You, you're kind of on your own. Um, but I guess, uh, luckily, particularly going to university, it's kind of like a soft launch on, on life, right? Um, on your adult life. Because if, if things go wrong, I'm pretty sure mum and dad might come in and, and step back into their problem-solving uh, role uh, to help you out. Um, so if you leave home at 18, get yourself into a bit of a mess... Uh, you, can, you can cry out, Mum and Dad, uh, will, you help me? will you help me? Will you bail me out? Uh, it's probably worth saying here, you might want to check with your Mum and Dad whether that's the, the deal, because I know, I, maybe they're just done, and you're like, well, you're on your own now. Um, but life is, like, full of issues, full of problems, and, and the writer of the psalm certainly uh, thinks so. And, and they're not crying out to their parents, but they're, they're crying out to God. You read what it says in, uh, um, in verse 1 and 2. Out of the depths I cry to you, O Lord. O Lord, hear my voice. Oh, the depths. 
That's a bit dark, isn't it? But anyway, you get the point. Um, you see, uh, there are things in this life that, that are ultimately no person can help us with, right? Troubles, issues that, that no doctor can heal, that, that no friend or partner can comfort, that, that no education can calculate. Who do, you, who do you cry out to then? But the writer of the psalm isn't worried uh, so much about uh, life difficulties and, and life problems. You see, they call to God from the depths. Uh, and, and when they write that, they mean something very specific. Because the, the Bible often uses the word depths to describe this separation we have from God. It's a, it's a physical separation and a spiritual separation. And it's caused uh, by the sin that we have. The Bible teaches that, that sin leads to death because sin separates us from God. And if you follow the, the, the logical consequence, you are separated from the God who gives and sustains life. And when you're separated from that, you end up in death, don't you? See, the writer has realized a few things. That They've come to the conclusion that God exists. That they've, they've read their, their, their Bible. They've realized that God is a, is a perfect God. And perfection cannot coexist with imperfection. The, the writer of the psalm has realized they are imperfect and, and so that they, they can't be with God, that they're separated from him. They've realized that uh, each day uh, as, they, as they wake up, wanting to be nice, kind, patient, loving. But, but when the day starts, all that sort of goes out the window. The, the nice person they want to be doesn't actually really exist. I, and certainly there, there is there's no debate about being perfect the writer of this psalm realizes they are far from that. And I guess the psalmist um, wants to ask us, do, do we realize that? The writer understands they're far from God, imperfect, and they're separated. Separated from the, the perfect God. And there's, there's nothing they can actually do to, to bridge that gap. No penance, no works, uh, no, no effort can get them out of where they are, get them any closer. And, and that's where we are, right? In the depths, far from God, far from his life-giving spirit, at the bottom, in our spin, sin, in a spiritual death, which leads to a physical death, separated from God, under his judgment. We're down here, God up there on high. We're in the depths. And that is what the psalmist cries out about. It, reflecting like that true eternal distress. Read what he says in verse 3. If you, O Lord, should mark iniquities, O Lord, who could stand? No one. No one stands. Humanity is in the depths, separate from God. Because none of, us, none of us are righteous, none of us 
even, even the real try-hards people can't stand up and say, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm perfect. All marked by our own iniquities, as, as verse 3 says. Or, or in other words, you know, we're all marred by our own sin, but, but not as victims, as guilty offenders. And the psalmist is, is crying out, realizing their predicament. He cries for mercy in verse 2, doesn't he? But not just that, he also cries for forgiveness in verse 4. You read what that says. But with you there is forgiveness that you might be feared. With a merciful Lord, um, there is forgiveness. You see, at the the time that the, the psalm was written, the people knew that God would save them. Uh, They could see that they were in the depths of sin and death. But they also knew that God would come and save them. They could read the Old Testament. They could see that uh, that God promises to save his people, promises to forgive them, promises to show mercy to them. He promises to, to lift his people from the depths and bring them to himself. That's why the psalmist can say, but with you there is forgiveness. Because he he knows it's been promised. And and this is the great thing about sitting here right now, reading uh, the Old Testament after Jesus has come, is that we know how this forgiveness works in a way this writer didn't have a clue. Because we can read in the New Testament about Jesus, fully God in a body, coming to earth, living the perfect life that we should live, but dying in our place, paying sin's price for us. You see, Jesus comes from on high with God, and he steps into the depths. He steps literally into death, taking the punishment for our sin as he steps down. And as he steps down, he lifts us up. And that's why the writer says, with you, there is forgiveness. It isn't because forgiveness is just a thing that that God has and he can offer it to us. Forgiveness is found with God. It is found in the person of Jesus. No one can stand before God, but Jesus, fully God, steps down into our shoes, takes on our sin, pays its price in his death at the cross. And and so that, that trusting in him, we don't have to fear the depths of sin and death because, because Jesus has paid for them. We instead, we instead are lifted up, aren't we? As with our sin paid for in Jesus, we are in him made perfect. We take on his perfection as he takes on our imperfection so now we can stand with God made righteous through through Jesus's work on the cross this divide between us and God is gone we've we've ascended the depths out of the depths and and that's the good news of the gospel right that's what that's what Jay knows That's what baptism reveals to us in a a picture form, going down into the depths of the water, 
buried with sin and death, but then being brought out of the depths, being raised to new life, washed in Jesus' sacrifice for us on the cross. That is the good news. God and man reconciled so that we can spend eternity with him. And so the writer holds on to this truth. God will forgive them. The psalmist celebrates that as as they instruct themselves to be patient and wait. To read 5 and 6, I wait for the Lord, my soul waits. And in his word I hope. My soul waits for the Lord more than watchman for the morning. More than watchman for the morning. The psalmist uh, waits and hopes for God's salvation. Hopes, hopes not in like a, a vain, I hope I win the lottery hope, but, but hopes in, in a sure way, like, like waiting for the morning. It isn't, isn't a question of if. The morning is going to come. The psalmist is waiting sure of the morning, just as they are sure of God's forgiveness, which we can see complete in Jesus. And as the, as the writer speaks this truth to themselves, you can see uh, in 7 and 8, they, they turn to the rest of the people of Israel. They shout to them, O Israel, hope in the Lord, for the, with the Lord there is steadfast love. With him is plentiful redemption, and he will redeem Israel from all his iniquities. Look, people, God will forgive. Trust in him. Trust in a steadfast God who loves his people. Trust that God has plentiful redemption, that he will redeem us from all our iniquities. Literally, trust that God has so much redemption available that it doesn't matter who you are or what you've done, Jesus has done enough. No matter how bad, Jesus can can pull anyone from the depths if they trust in him. And that's where the psalmist leaves us with with this divide, the the two types of people, those who who believe that God will save them in Jesus and those who don't. And if you do believe that Jesus saves you from this depths, then I, I think what the psalmist is doing is trying to encourage you, right? I think they're saying to us, remember who you are. You know, in a way, we're, we're still in the depths, aren't we? Life is, is hard, uh, sometimes overwhelming, sometimes through your own fault, sometimes not. But, but things are, are difficult. You can often feel um, like overwhelmed with your own guilt, with your own sin and mistakes. I'm sure you can often find yourself racked uh, with guilt, the more you dwell on the situation, on your situation, the worse you can feel, uh, the, more, the more inadequate you've done things, said things, felt things that just make you feel wretched. How can God keep forgiving me? How can I come back to a God after failing so many times? Maybe in persistent sin, trapped in patterns of behavior, We feel those things and we cry out from the depths to God. But but we don't don't cry for the first time. 
we cry like the psalmist. We cry out in this fleeting life. This, this is temporary. Jesus has saved me. He's washed me clean. In him, there is redemption in abundance. He promises to redeem me from every last one of my iniquities. That is the cry of a, of a Christian in the depths. We're waiting, aren't we? Waiting for his return. Waiting for a time when the, the physical reality of being pulled from the depths in eternity uh, matches the spiritual reality of the salvation that we have now. But this time we have to be patient, right? We're waiting for the dawn. Trusting, hoping in what we know is true. We need to, to live like eternity exists. That there is more than this life. Trusting that there is, there is nothing, especially not our own sin, that can remove God's promise of salvation to us. Now maybe you're, you're a, uh, not a Christian here this morning, and you, you just don't believe all that. But I do want you to, to think about what this passage says. I, I think you, you probably already know what it feels like to, to cry out in the depths. Maybe you, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't put it into these words, I guess, but, but you, you know you're not perfect. Uh, you know you don't even live up to your own standards of, of what you consider good. Well, well, I guess the psalmist would want you to open your eyes and, and understand you know, you're in the depths. God exists and, and, and you're a long way from him. But the, the, the good news is that if, if you trust in Jesus, he takes on everything, all of that sin. He, he makes you righteous that you might have eternal life with him. You, you trust in Jesus' payment um, for your sins at the cross and he takes you from the depths of sin and death and he lifts you to eternity with him. Baptism symbols that new life in Jesus. And you know what? It's available to anybody who might believe. His redemption is plentiful. His love is steadfast. And the writer of the psalm wants you to see and come to a God who offers such free forgiveness in Jesus. Let's pray. Dear Lord, we um, acknowledge the, the gulf that exists between us and you. Lord, we look at our hearts and we, and we see um, a real ugliness. Lord, but we are just filled with wonder that you would um, choose to save people like us, Lord. That you would uh, not only save us, but save us at such cost to yourself. That you would come from the heights right into the depths with us. That you would feel death and, be, and uh, suffer and die in our stead. That we might be lifted high. Lord, that is a, a remarkable story. Um, that is such good news uh, for all of us here, Lord. And I pray that that would be resounding in our hearts uh, this week. Amen.